Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by First National Bank Bemidji and the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. The mayor is back. We check in with George Prince prior to Monday's city council meeting. That's coming up on Chat About. Mayor, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you, and happy new year, right? I mean, right. we're kind of a couple weeks in, but still, still it's fairly a fresh new, <laughs> fresh new uh, set of downs, if you will. Yes, with fresh new snow and everything. Yeah, well, we actually got snow, right? Yes. That, that, that was a weird Christmas, yeah. weather-wise. Yeah. No snow, and it was raining. <laughs> Is there a song about that? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't it a Dan Fogelberg song, something about that? Could so, be. I anyway. thought as a radio guy, right? You, you might know. <laughs> yeah, uh, same old Lang Syne or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's That was a long time ago, man. It was. <laughs> Well, listen, um, we went through the holidays. We're, we're underway with the new year. Last time we talked, George, a um, couple of big topics we, we needed to discuss, and that, of course, was the Sanford Center situation and also a, uh, a vote, vote by the one of the last votes by the Joint Planning Board um, that uh, rejected a, a multi-unit housing development over in, in the Irving Borough area. But uh, let's start with Sanford Center. Um, you guys met after that, and it looks like we got a plan going forward. Yeah, we do, and and so the council met as a special session on December twenty second uh, to consider ASM's proposal to us, which included um, them waiving five months of their management fees to reimburse the city fifty thousand dollars for them to use fifty thousand from the marketing fund they had provided to the city. Um, and then also for the city to allocate, and I should say reallocate, to move $50,000 from the capital budget to the operating budget, that equaling $150,000 and making the building whole. And so um, when the council met on the 22nd, they voted to accept that and to move forward. And so that's how, how we're doing this. So um, that has all been taken care of at the end of last year. The building was made whole from a cash standpoint, and now we move forward. And there will be some some big decisions there to make. There needs to be a new executive director and, and a new director of finance hired. The city has a voice in the executive director by the contract, so we're able to have some input on who that's going to be. So that process will be working uh, forward here in the coming weeks and months. And uh, with the goal to, to find the right person there, whoever that might be, might be somebody that's already there right now. But I think the goal is to, to find somebody that can lead that building forward. Okay. And, and obviously... In in a complicated situation like this, it's a it's a you know it's a complex business doing concerts, doing events, uh, getting you know uh, conferences here, those types of things. Uh, that's why you hire a management company. So they they have a vested interest in making some money. Uh, you have a vested interest in this building, at least uh, trying to get close to whole. Um, so it's it it can be very complicated. It can, and it's a, it's a complicated business. You know, entertainment is. Um, you know, obviously I have a business background, but I've never done entertainment, so I don't profess to be a professional in that arena. But ultimately, you're managing two sides of the business. You have the, you know, the conference center where you're trying to promote conferences and weddings and all of those kinds of things. And then on the other side, you have the arena where you're trying to promote all of those arena-type acts and events while supporting BSU hockey. Matter of fact, there was just the, the wrestling tournament that came back, right? Right. And so you're kind of managing all of that and... It, these things don't happen at traditional hours, right? They're happening at nights and weekends. And, you know, you may have to tear the building down from hockey literally overnight for a concert the next night and then tear it back to make it hockey. And so it's a complex business. I'm very appreciative of the staff we have there because it requires a lot of effort 
to be successful. And you know, ultimately, if we could get that building to zero operating deficit or as close as possible, uh, that's progress while keeping it busy. Because if it's going to be an economic engine for our city, we have to have events. It needs to be busy on both sides of that building. So very much a complicated um, business. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, so do they have, have they expressed a timeline as to when they want to have a new full-time executive director in place? We haven't had that conversation. Um, I, I understand. I think all of us would like that to be as soon as possible, but you don't want to rush that decision. You want right. to get it right. And given everything that happened at year's end, I think it was more of let's get this settled, let's get the center back on track, and then start making these decisions. And obviously with the holidays and everything, we're a couple weeks into January, so still pretty early. But but I would anticipate in the coming weeks that um, we should have some direction there. Okay. Um the other thing, we, we mentioned the Joint Planning Board decision. Um, next time something like that comes up in, in that area, that would be a City of Bemidji decision. And that's next up on, on the city's agenda is getting a new or maybe back to an original way of doing planning and zoning, which is city only. It is. And, you know, we had done the pre-work to pass the city ordinances so they were in place come January 1st. So that's in place. We had to create a new city planning commission. So the city council voted on that this week to create that commission um, so that we have citizens to, to, to um, do that work. And again, only citizens from within the city. And, you know, we had our very first meeting here uh, the second Monday of this month. And it was about, do we need bylaws? If we do, what should those bylaws look like? Uh, who's going to serve as officers on this? And so we got some work done, but we've uh, tabled a little bit to our second meeting, which will be the second Monday in February to, to finalize some of those decisions. And it was interesting because I was trying to look back and say, you know, as a city, we have way more history doing planning and zoning as a city than we ever did as the JPB because Bemidji's been here 125 years, so to speak, and the yeah. JPB was around for 13. But it's interesting, not a lot of that history was always that well recorded. <laughs> so I was asking, you know, who used to run the meetings? Did we have a rotating chair? Or did the mayor do it? Or how did that used to work? Did they have bylaws? When were they last looked at? Things like this. And so I ended up actually talking to our more longstanding council members like Rod Johnson, who's been, you know, in that role for 20 plus years. And Rod, you've done it both ways. What did it look like when you used to do it? And, you know, I was told some interesting things like, at one point, it used to be part of a regular city council meeting. So the city council would meet, go about their business, partway through, switch to planning and zoning, do the planning and zoning, and then switch back and finish the city council meeting. So pretty interesting stuff from the past. Mm -hmm. But I'm more interested moving forward, right? And so I think when we meet in February, we should settle some of this, um, get those bylaws buttoned down, decide uh, how we're going to chair this and, and who's going to be uh, vice chair and those kinds of things and get it sorted out and start moving forward. Yeah, again, it's 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 going to be strictly, if you want to put something in Bemidji, you deal with Bemidji. If you want to do something in Northern Township going forward, you, you, whatever they're doing over there, you got, you got to figure out. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, originally when the JPB was put together and there were three parties where you had Bemidji Township, Northern Township, and the city, the power structure was balanced a little different. Once Bemidji Township left and it was just Northern Township in the city, you had this board of five, three city council people and two Northern Township folks. 
So that created an interesting dynamic, so to speak, because when you're making planning and zoning decisions for both entities, literally by a 3-2 vote, something could have gone into Northern Township that only had city council support. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't yeah. know that that happened a lot, but the potential was there. Just like within the city, you could have had something happen in the city with two Northern Township votes and one city vote, and it would have happened. So is that necessarily the best representation? I guess that's in the eye of the beholder, so to speak, right? Right. But by bringing it all in, in-house, now it is the city council functioning as the planning board that will make those decisions. And and I think, at least from a representation standpoint, um, that should give a certain level of security to um, the citizens of Bemidji that ultimately it's their elected representatives that will be making these decisions in full. Yeah. And, and of course, one of the challenges for the you as a city, not only making this adjustment, you're making this adjustment with a new city manager who is just meeting the city staff, uh, getting his feet wet. Uh, we'll talk to him, I think, in a week or so. But um, what are your thoughts so far? I think he's doing good. Um, you know, it's a lot to ramp up to. We always have things happening in the city, so you have to hit the floor running. Certainly when I voted and made my recommendation as an individual council member as to who we should select, these were the kinds of things that were in the back of my mind because I thought we had, you know, three very qualified candidates, but it's also what does your city need today? And with everything that was going on, I knew we needed kind of a go-getter, someone who would jump in, Mm -hmm. hit the ground running, and be willing to till the soil, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at life always as a bit of an optimist. I'm a glass-half-full person. And so every time there's change, there's an opportunity to do better. And that's what excites me is how do we do better? I don't get too, you know, weighed down with, hey, there's a change and and we have this issue or this problem. Yes, you have to be realistic and deal with that, but you have to look for that opportunity. And I'm also, you know, a believer that the status quo is kind of an illusion. You know, a lot of people think, hey, nothing's changing. It's all staying the same. It's stable. And, and that's good. I just think that the trouble is that life doesn't work that way. It's always constantly changing. Every day something's changing just a little bit. And you have really two ways you can approach that. You can anticipate that change and try to get in front of it, or you can forever be scrambling behind it and trying to adapt to that change. So for me, whenever I'm given that opportunity, I'm trying to stay ahead of change. Not always successful. (laughs) I don't think any of us are. But that's kind of my frame of mind. So when I see new city manager, new planning commission, new planning board, I see all kinds of opportunity. And when I look at some of the city's challenges, like with housing, like with some of our businesses leaving the city and expanding outside the city, I look at all of the stuff that's happening in planning and zoning as an opportunity to address those things, maybe in a little better way than we've done in the past talking with the mayor of Bemidji, George Prince. Mayor, let's uh, let's get a little esoteric here. Oh, esoteric. You <laughs> broke off the big words today. Uh, Yes, I did. I did. Um, before we, we, we kind of want to talk about the role of city government. Before we get there, let's, let's do a modern definition of what is a city, first of all. What is a city? Wow, you know, uh, but that could be defined any number of ways. I mean, obviously, the legal definition includes the geographical boundary, right, the type of city, um, because there are statutory cities and charter cities and all of these kinds of things. But for me, ultimately, it's a community of people living together, working together, and sharing a shared destiny, right, Mm -hmm. Um, because ultimately... Um, it's the people that really make the city, not the infrastructure or the buildings, I'd, I'd say. Okay. 
Well, what that is the city. Uh, and as we, as we move forward, and one of the things that you know you're, you said you're always looking for new ideas, new ways of doing things. So so let's talk city government. Uh, if we have a def- definition of city as people working uh, together for a goal uh, and those types of things, uh, how does the city government fit into that? Well, it's interesting, Kev. I would almost redirect this back to you and okay. say, when I if I were to ask you, what role do you think city government has? in leading a community forward, how would you see that? I would say the the city government needs to do two things. Number one, it needs to hear what the citizenry wants. And it also has to do a very good job of educating the citizenry as, well, we are a city, but we are also part of a county, a state, and a nation. And because of that, there are things we can do and we cannot do. And I think that's what we need from city government is to fully understand why you do what you do, why you can't do what we think you should do. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, there, there you go. Well, I think those are some pretty good points. I, I would just add to that, uh, Kev, that I think fundamentally citizens have an expectation of the city that we are creating an environment that is safe, Sure. So that Absolutely. when you are living it in your home or operating your business or walking the street, that you believe you're in a safe place, right? Yes. And one that can come alongside you and help create opportunities for you to live your best life. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I think a community moves forward by its people. And in order for people to do their best work, they have to believe they're in a safe place and they have to believe that there is a good set of opportunities here so that they can pursue what they want to pursue in life. And when citizens do that, they bring the community with them. If somebody starts a business, they create jobs, they create tax base, they bring the community with them. Somebody starts a nonprofit, they're bringing service to the community, resources to the community, the community moves forward. You donate your time, right, to all of these organizations, you're helping those organizations move forward. So you're looking to the city to create that stable environment so that you can do that. Now, within that, what can the city do? Let me just say this. Yes. I feel and I know that the city of Bemidji and the area is a very different animal long after I go to bed than it is most of the time I'm here. But I actually take that for granted. And so uh, I'm sorry I take it for granted, but I'm also, that's a compliment, I think, to the people who are in that business of keeping us safe. I'm happy you take it for granted, right? Because yeah. I, I think it's a compliment to them all doing their jobs as mm-hmm. well. And so certainly we want to get to the place where every citizen yes. feels that way, and there's always room for improvement. Um, but you talked about what a city can and can't do, mm-hmm. and you know that's part of it is through education and communication. And I've really been committed personally, and I think many of our council is as well, to being as transparent as possible because I recognize it in the making of decisions – If you're willing to make hard decisions, because you always have the choice to punt hard decisions Mm -hmm. and kick the can down the road, but if you're not going to kick the can down the road, you're going to make some calls that not everyone in the community is going to appreciate or support. That's the nature of it. That's part of what makes it a hard call. If everybody wanted to do it, right, it'd be simple, but Mm -hmm. it's probably something that is kind of a 50-50 deal, so to speak. But I think what citizens have a right to is, why did you make that decision? Right, And that's communication, communicating with people as to here's why that decision was made. 
But that communication sometimes gets tricky because as a representative of the government, you have to be very careful with your words. You don't get to say stuff just because you're upset in a moment. That has consequences and can be quite divisive. You don't want to put out information that's incorrect or premature. And also, because you're representing the city, there's always the possibility that if you say something that's that defames somebody or isn't accurate, now you're getting the city sued, and that's bad for all citizens. So, you know, when you're a candidate for office, that's a little different. You can say kind of whatever you want because you're not representing anyone. Uh, but the minute you get elected and you step into that role, those responsibilities get higher. So that's always that balance of let's communicate, make sure people know as much as we can possibly share so that they understand what decisions are being made for and why. But at the same time, we can't cross these other boundaries. And it's a tricky, tricky walk for all of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? I, <laughs> I imagine it is. I have it a little easier, you know. I can... <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I mean... We are on public airwaves. We have a license to uphold. We want lots of people to listen. And so we want to present lots of viewpoints, but we also have to kind of be careful, too, because we don't want to irritate enough people that they click and don't turn it back out again. Right. And and to give you just a real example, you know, we had a really difficult thing happen at Red Pine. We all know it. Yeah. Um, Very, very difficult. And I was trying to communicate with the community as much as possible about what was happening there and why. Um... But I had city staff come to me and ask me to dial that back. Not here to say they were wrong. They had justifiable concerns. So now I don't have to take staff's recommendation, right? I could just say, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do. But you you need to consider that. And so you're walking down this road of I really want the community to know some things, but I have to be careful because of the potential legal ramifications. So what do I communicate when and how? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's just a real world example of something that I, I had so much more to say about that situation. I still do. But <laughs> right, I have to be um, respectful, careful and cautious. And that's just one example. There's many things that happen in a city in a year. I come here. I do my own podcast. I do other radio shows. I take citizen questions when I'm out and about and all these things to try to get as much information out. And I know other council members do similar things, but you're always walking this tightrope. Um, and, it's, and it's a challenging one. You just threw me for a loop there. There's actually other radio shows besides this one? <laughs> yeah, there are, Kev. Huh. Bad, bad, bad. I, huh. I realize, right, you know. Wow. Yeah, isn't that something? That, yeah. I got to th- gotta think about that. All right. <laughs> Well, listen, Mayor, uh, as we go forward here into 2024, what would you say, um, because if we, if we go beyond a couple of items, we could be here all day, but what would you say are the top two to three items City of Bemidji is facing in 2024? All right. Number one for me, and I'm going to speak just for myself here, public safety, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned some people take it for granted. I know others don't. We've I had know. some very serious things happen in our community in the last year. We don't want to see those things happen. We want to see those things that have happened be resolved, right? And so when I think about that, there's a lot of aspects that go into public safety. It's not just police. It's fire protection and service, right? It's the court system. It's prosecution. It's it's rehabilitation. It's all of these things. And the city has some impact on that, obviously, but, but we don't have an impact on all of it. But how do we partner? How do we do a better job? You know, um, public safety for me is, is, is number one. 
Number two is economic development, right? Um, just past a seven plus percent levy. We can't keep doing that year after year. We need economic growth. And that economic growth not only creates tax base, but it creates opportunities for people. It creates hopefully better paying jobs in new sectors and industries. So how do we do that? How do we get that accomplished? So economic growth is number two for me. And number three is housing. And again, I'm not necessarily ranking these in any specific order, but we know we have a housing shortage. We know we lost housing stock. We know we have a huge gap in affordable housing. How do we positively impact housing so we get more development done in the city? And we know if we greenlit a project tomorrow, it's a year away from being done, maybe a year and a half. So it's a slow-moving thing. But if you were going to ask me, looking at 2024 and beyond, what are the three biggest things the city uh, is going to grapple with, uh, that's what I would tell you. And there's certainly more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's where I'd start. All right. Anything else, Mayor, before we wrap it up today? No, I, I just want to say, uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to come here monthly and, and provide updates. I'm appreciative of the citizens who uh, walk up to me, whether it's at the grocery store or at the Sanford Center or in City Hall, to provide their input. And I just want to encourage people to keep doing that, to, not just for me, but also for other council members. And um, just looking forward to a, to a new year. The glass, the glass is truly half full. We have a chapter in the history of Bemidji titled 2024, and what will we write? Well, that's up to us, all of us. He is the mayor of Bemidji, George Prince. Great finishing words for today's show. George, thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Chat About has been sponsored by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. Coming up Monday, we kick off the week by previewing the Bemidji School Board meeting with Jeremy Olson, the Superintendent of Schools, 